Hi everyone, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Mario Selenas with Storytime. Our story today brings us to something that is very recent. It happened just a few days ago. One of the things that I've been intentional about, and so has the rest of my family, is tipping really well at restaurants. Now, some of you come from countries where tips are included in in part of the VAT that's charged to your bill when you go to a restaurant or a cafe. I grew up in Europe, so I understand how that is. Those of you that live in the UK or European countries, but also other parts of the world, uh, there isn't a custom of making um, additions to the bill in the amounts of 10%, 15%, and so on. And when I was going through through school in the U.S., the customary tip was 15%. Now in the U.S., uh, it is suggested that it's 18%, and sometimes it's recommended that it's 20 or 25%. I know that that sounds outrageous to many people around the world that are listening to this. However, that is the case here in the U.S. And uh, all of us... Uh, in the Elena's household, all three of my children, and Danielle and I, of course, met at a restaurant when we were waiter and waitress, and we uh, we have all gone through the hospitality industry, and we have all relied on tips as part of our income at different times, and uh, two of my three children are currently still employed uh, part-time, and sometimes one of them full-time in the hospitality industry, so we have a heart for those who earn their money uh, from tips. And so in the case of restaurants and things that we do uh, when we go, we, we always like to over tip. And sometimes that's like a 25% tip, sometimes a 30% tip. But every once in a while when I feel it, when I have this sense that something significant is hinging on a very large tip, I will go to 100% and we've gone for as much as 200% tip um, in different places. So I was recently at a place with a friend. It was a breakfast place in our area, not far from where we live. And the place is in the country. We live in the country now. And this particular breakfast place on a, on an, on a weekday is going to be full of the locals, uh, most of them older, retired locals, um, the the young professionals are going to be near the cities and large towns, and this is a small town. So we walked in and sat down and had a wonderful breakfast. We actually had cinnamon French toast, which I highly recommend. And if you want to travel anywhere from the world to come to this little breakfast place for cinnamon red to, uh, French toast, it is worth it. It's that good. But uh, we had a wonderful breakfast and a good conversation and at the end, the bill came, and, and I remember the amount. It was $21.20, which is a very small bill for uh, the area that I live in. And for we, we, we just had two orders of the same thing, and it came to $21.20, including the tax. And so I remember um, writing a 110% tip. Uh, I'm sorry, 100% tip on... On the bill, and it came to forty-two dollars and forty cents. So the twenty-one twenty became forty-two forty, and that was that. And I turned it over to the waitress, and she picked it up. 
And as I was talking with my friend out of the corner of my eye, I watched how this waitress went to the register, looked down at the check because she was going to uh, close out the account, so to speak, the table. And she looked up and looked back towards me, but I, I could see her with the corner of my eye, but I didn't make eye contact. I think she was trying to think maybe I made a mistake or wanted to see uh, or express thanks, or I don't know what she was going to do, but I knew she was looking towards me. So I kept looking at my friend. I did not acknowledge her looking at me. And I continued to talk with my friend. And within the next few minutes, around the area that she was processing the bill in, you know, the computer gathered all the other waitresses and waiter, wait staff of the place. There was a couple of guys and mostly uh, young ladies that worked at the place with her. <clears throat> and everybody was looking at this bill that had just registered a 100% tip. And, um, and then within the next few minutes, the word had spread to the whole restaurant. I saw them saying something like one of the waitresses went and told the guy behind the, the, the hotline where they're, they're preparing the food. So the cooks knew and different other people, the bus boys, like everybody in the restaurant knew that somebody had given a hundred percent tip at the restaurant. Now there's a few things that happened that I, I need to draw attention to and make a point because I always want to make a point, uh, that, that can remain with everyone from, uh, the wisdom's echo community. And, there's nothing I've ever spoken, preached, declared, any platform I've ever been on. I figured, I figured that I've spoken in public at least, at least 4,000 times in the last 2000, in the last, since 2005, um, 16, uh, 26, 27 years, whatever that is. I have spoken more than 4,000 times in public. Those people at that restaurant have not heard me speak once. They've never heard a message I've, I've, I've given. They've never heard an exhortation I've made. They've never heard an appeal of any kind for any kind of response. But with $21.20, I had their attention. With $21.20, I had influence in that restaurant without having ever spoken one word to anyone because I did something that in that world was extraordinary. For me, $21.20 in that particular moment, and even right now as I say this, is nothing extraordinary. It's not a large amount of money, but even if the bill had been $100, I want to say this, I would have still done it because I felt to do this. Right? And when I feel to do something, the amount is not the issue. It was a trade into something that I felt was a moment that Yahweh was orchestrating. I've done this in other times, and different friends of mine have had stories to tell of what happened with waitresses crying and telling us their story, and all kinds of breakthroughs that came to people. But I, I want to tell you why I do it. I do it for first and foremost because I want to bless someone and encourage them on that day. That lady's day was made with $21.20. She's going to talk about it. She was an older lady. She's going to talk about it to her grandkids, to her family. She's going to, she talked about it with the whole restaurant and made her day. I want to encourage people. I also do it because we all came through the hospitality industry, like I said before, 
and I respect those who have to earn a living that way. My own children are still in that industry, two of the three. And so I know that if I sow here, they will reap there. And it sure does happen many times where I'll give a generous tip in the morning and my son comes home and says, somebody left me an $80 tip on a $20 tab because he's a bartender. And so that can happen. And we believe in that. We believe in sowing and reaping. And we know that by the measure that you sow, you're going to reap. And in this particular case, I want my children to reap from what I sow. But the other reason I do it, and, and Danielle and I do this all the time, is because with COVID and the pandemic, the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry has taken a huge hit. And a lot of these people that are now starting to move towards a degree of normalcy have suffered for so long uh, with closed restaurants, sparsely populated restaurants, having to bring curbside service to everyone, people not sitting down in the restaurants like they used to. And that has been a huge hit to that industry. So we want to encourage them. We want to see them come into blessing. My my particular industry, if you would, has prospered and thrived during the pandemic. We've been able to spread the word and to do the things we do on a much broader platform because of the technology like what is facilitating this very wisdom's echo that you're listening to right now. And we have been richly blessed for it. But others have suffered. So why not encourage from the abundance we've received from our particular endeavors, why not encourage and bless others who are going through hard times during this whole pandemic? And so those are the reasons why we do this. But I also do it because from time to time, I just feel the prompting of Yahweh to do this. And and by the time we left the restaurant that day, my friend and I, the, the there had been individuals whom I've never met, never talked to, that now live in my community as I live in this community, who were nodding towards me, greeting me, being very nice from the restaurant uh, staff as a result of what I had done for this lady. Now, I have a feeling that this lady, who is by far definitely the oldest person working at this restaurant, has the respect and love and maybe the sympathy of a lot of the uh, people in that restaurant. In other words, she's been through something. I could tell she's gone through some stuff. I can tell that even from her appearance that she's gone through some procedures, things that are going on in her life, in her health. And I think the whole wait staff rejoiced for her that she received a good tip that day because they know what she's been through and they know how hard it is for her uh, to work and everything. I would say she's she's in her 80s, okay? I'm just going to tell you, it, 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 this lady's in her 80s and she's working at this restaurant. And so the wait staff respect her. You can tell they love her. And because this happened to her, everyone rejoiced because she's, she's uh, you know, like their grandmother or even great-grandmother for some of the young teenage waitresses that were there. And they really respected her and they rejoiced for her. So they were nice to me because we were nice to her. But she was deeply touched. And that's very significant. And so I had the respect of the people in the restaurant. Now, a few days later, I went back there. Now, she wasn't there, but other wait staff was there. And they recognized me because of what had happened a few days before. But by this time... I, I can't even believe this, $21.20 accomplished this. By this time, 
the word had gotten to the local regulars that go there that are some of these mostly older gentlemen that just kind of retired and hang out there. And when I walked in, the look from them was very different. And this is really where I wanted to go with this. I had to tell you everything else that happened to get to this point. But the look from them was not one of respect and admiration and appreciation as I had received from all the wait staff and all the restaurant staff the day, few days earlier. The look from them was, who does this, who does this young, you know, younger, uh, whippersnapper think he is walking in here and throwing cash around? And it was, it was this look of disdain, this look of we hate the rich, we hate the affluent, we hate the generous, because why would you even do that? Who do you think you are? Um, I don't even know what to call it or how to judge this, but it's something that I've experienced my whole life. It's something that I've seen and I have dedicated my life now to overturn and to reform, and that is the aversion for the rich, the hatred of the affluent, and the, uh, the exact opposite response to largeness of heart, which is a biblical Solomonic principle you can find where Yahweh gave Solomon largeness of heart. And I want to tell you, it wasn't generosity that made me do this. It's largeness of heart that makes us write a 150% tip on a bill. It's largeness of heart that facilitates something for everyone to come into. It wasn't just $21 this lady get. It changed the atmosphere in the restaurant. And there is an aversion to largeness of heart from those who don't have it. And one of the things that I've dedicated my life to in this season is to model abundance and wealth in a way that I'm not ashamed of it. I am not going to hide behind it. I'm also not going to flaunt it. I'm not going to boast about it. I will have the attitude of the kingdom about it. Solomon was wealthy and the whole world knew it. And the whole world gave into that because of the way he carried himself. And we are going to see that happen again in our lives. We are going to build on that precedent with the right heart, with the right attitude. But we're also going to give opportunity for individuals to embrace and to love and to appreciate and respect someone who is in a position to give a 100% tip all the time without it affecting their budget whatsoever. And what I want to see and, and declare and teach is a respect for those who can do these things, like me. A respect, the way that I was respected by those in the restaurant that day should have carried into the community. But it, it hit a wall when it came to the community because the community felt threatened by somebody coming in to do what they wouldn't imagine doing, haven't done, would not do, instead of seeing that as an example to emulate. I just said something. This is so important. I'm very passionate about this and even a little intense. So forgive me for that. But I want to say if I see someone doing something exemplary like that, my first response, my conditioning has been for my whole life to respect it and to want to be it instead of criticize it and attack it. This is the way, biblically and kingdom-wise, to operate, is if we can and if we feel led to, to be a blessing to people. So why not do that and be, and be inspired by someone that raises the bar and brings atmosphere for everyone to enjoy and bask in instead of criticizing it and attacking it and having this look of disdain when you see them next? 
Like, I, I, I see some people do a extraordinary things of generosity. And when I see this, tears come to my eyes and I'm so moved. And I wish I could have a conversation with them. I wish I could sit across the table from them. I wish I could read a book they wrote to see how they think and to, and to uh, rise to that occasion that they are establishing. And I believe this is the way. We are to re, not just relive, but to reestablish the days of Solomon where largeness of heart established something in Israel that the whole earth came to behold, traded into, sowed into, however you want to see this, the whole world gave into what was already the richest and the most powerful there ever was, which was the kingdom of Solomon. And I believe we're going to see it again. And I want to encourage you to embrace the largeness of heart that the kingdom is beckoning us to look into the, at this time. So blessings on you. I declare the blessings of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the tribes of Israel over you and over all the earth that's listening to these podcasts. In the name of Yeshua, Shalom.